Hello, folks. John Shenholzer here at the McShen Foundation in Richmond, Virginia. Welcome once again to our Getting a Herd series hosted today by John Shenholzer. And I got two of our spectacular participants with us today. They have been hanging out here for quite a while now. Not that long, but got to know them a little bit. And I think they got something to share. We're going to listen to them. And on my left, I got uh, Juan. That'd be your right. On my right, I have Mimi, which would be your How left. How you doing? But what I want to do is, uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm a person in long-term recovery from substance use disorders. For me, that means I've been clean and sober for almost 38 years, and I've been in this recovery space that long every single day. McShin, we're 16 years old. We have great big recovery community center. We have 11 recovery residences, and we have a hell of a program here, and we do all kind of cool things. But one thing we do best is attract new participants, people coming in from out of the cold, trying to get their life straight and get that hope shot and find their own pathway in recovery. And I think I got two spectacular participants here, and I'm going to let Mimi introduce herself first. Tell us just briefly about herself, Mimi. Hi, my name is Mimi. I'm an addict. I've been an addict for about three years now and coming to McShen has really changed my life. You glad you're here? I am most definitely glad I'm here. You've only been addicted three years? Yes, sir. Uh, I heard a little different story the other day. When did you start using? Uh, I was introduced to it at 18. 18? Yes. What was it? Crack cocaine. Crack. But yes. but you were just a regular user up until about three years ago. It became a real problem. Yeah, it became a huge problem. So for like 10 of those years, it was like, ah, this is cool. I can yeah, do off it. and on, playing off with on. it. But then finally, the grip got you. Yes, stress. Did, did they, oh, stress? Yes. What, what was the big stress factor? Oh, the big stress was marriage and trying to learn myself. Yeah, that'll, that'll happen, man. Yes, it will. Sometimes we spend a lot of years between puberty and actually being an adult. And then when adulthood shows up, it's like, uh-oh, what happened? Yeah, the fear of hiding things and being enclosed within yourself will yeah. actually make you do a lot of drugs. Hell yeah, man. Juan, what about you? Uh, how you doing? My name Juan. I'm an addict. Uh, story is, I guess, generic. Um, I was raised by the state of New Jersey. I uh, started using when I was 12. Started off with weed, um, which... That's not a point when I think about it. You, but, uh, you didn't smoke cigarettes or nothing before that? Yeah, I started smoking cigarettes when I was nine. But, so, uh, all right, so look, man, that's a substance. So the nicotine is the real gateway drug here. Let's get that straight, man. All right, so I started with... confused people, you know what I mean? All right. So I started with cigarettes at the age so of nine. Nicotine, fully addicted. Um, I mean, I wasn't really addicted. I just smoked it. If you were smoking cool. regular, you was addicted, man. I didn't know that I was addicted to nicotine until I tried to stop. <laughs> yeah, and uh, at age 12, I started smoking weed. And when I turned 18, that's when I started popping painkillers. Well, not specifically painkillers, any kind of pills, really. I just like the way they make me feel. And I drink pretty heavily. You ain't that old, though. No, nah, I'm just 21. 21. You can yeah. legally drink now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Did, did you turn jail, 21 in jail or since? Um, when was your last birthday? Where were you at? I don't remember where I was at. Well, you wait a minute. What's your birthday? June 20th. Where were you a year ago? Driving from New Jersey, or no, 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 no. I was Jersey? home. I just don't remember uh, exactly where I was oh, at. Oh, well, I don't mean the exact location. Yeah, you know, we need a GPS for that. Nah, yeah, but uh, I, I, I do remember kind of during that week, I woke up passed out from somewhere. Now, how how'd you end up the state of New Jersey raising you? Um, when I was younger, uh, my father killed my mother. Uh, so uh. I was taken into the state of New Jersey. 
Uh, how, how old were you? I was seven. That's young, man. Yeah. They put me in a, a group home in Newark and stayed there for about a year. Then I went to my first foster family and uh, got moved out of there after a year. Um, and then from that point, it was just kind of moving around different foster families. Uh, apparently, I acted up a lot. And I don't remember that much, but they say I was the problem child, I guess. You know, I moved around a lot of foster parents, foster families, I guess, foster homes and shit. Um, karma language. Uh, but, they, but they tried real hard, right? Were most of them decent? I think for me, you know, realizing, I mean, I've heard some stories, but I think for me, I, I had a pretty good experience. I probably only had about, out of the eight or so foster families I've had, probably like two of them weren't shit. They were bad. Yeah, but majority of them were good people. When did you start seeing the judge regular and POs or whatever, probation officers or? I mean, probably when I went around when I started I, around the time I started smoking uh, weed. Um, but at the time I was so young that it was like whenever I would get in trouble, it wouldn't really be like any consequences, you know, twelve. So it's basically the people that was taking care of me that would like, you know, get it. Like right. I'd get fines, but I wouldn't be the one to pay them because I'm underage. Right. They or yes, things like that, you know what I mean? And they they put me on probation, but as a kid, I don't really think probation actually see that don't even make sense. The yeah. kid the kid messes up, but Whoever's watching you, they get they got to pay the bill. Yeah, because cause I guess the thing is they want the person, the guardian, the legal guardian, that's what they call them, to fix the kid. Right. You know what I mean? They sent me to like a lot of therapy places. Um, been to a couple uh, psych wars, you know, things like that. Yeah, so you're, you're what we characterize as somebody who grew up in the system, going through the system. Yeah. And you're 21, and you, you went to jail, right? Yeah, I just came from jail before I came to make shit. That's how you found us. Yeah. Somehow we adopted you. Yeah, y'all did. Yeah, I know, did. man. God got a sense of humor, though. He it? does. I mean, I think I'm a gift. I believe you are. I'm blessed, man. I mean, you don't, you don't know how much you cheered me up since you come here. Yeah, I have that effect on people. Yeah, you had that attitude, man. I, I thought, what is he trying to challenge me or something? I'm a pretty... uh Austin, Yeah, that word. Yeah, that's a good one. Oppositional. Yeah, Mimi, how was your upbringing? My upbringing was very well. I had a great family, um, but on the other hand, on my dad's side, they were alcoholic and drug addicts and drug dealers. So you were around a lot of substance use. Yeah, I was raped by my father um, for a long time, and I never really got to know anything because I shut down as a kid. It's a hell of a trauma to go through, man. Yeah, I acted out a lot. I hated myself. I hated mm. everyone around me. Um, for a long time, I didn't have a great relationship with my mother because I uh, accused her for my rape. and Like a collaborator yeah. almost. And and it's, hard to, it's hard to trust. And on top of it, my cousins were uh, touching me and, you know, molesting me. And it was a hard time. You went through some deep shit there. Yeah. Well, good Lord, man. I'm glad you're here. We got some folks tuning in. I, I, I see Renee. Hey, Renee. Betty, good to see you. Steph, always nice to have you. Higgy, you, mu you must be right next to Renee, man. I'd be with my money's on. Anyways, these are some of our regular recovering folks listening in, and okay. a lot of them have these experiences, and they, they love recovery. They love the they love our people we bring on here. Now, Juan, did you um, – I thought you mentioned you might have been there when your parents died. Yeah, I was the one that found him uh, when I came back from school. Um, it was during the summer. I remember that much. Um, at the point, at this point, I was living in Elizabeth at the time. I think we had just moved from Camden. Uh, my dad was a heavy drinker, 
Um, and the way it was explained to me was that um, apparently he thought she was cheating or something like that. He was very paranoid by a lot of things, very abusive, you know what I mean? Uh, and that's... You know, these, these, are, these are some of the most traumatic experiences you can have as a child. Yes. You, you know, being raped and molested by your family, your family killing themselves and you finding them. I mean, I just can't imagine how difficult that must have been. And now you're, you're adults in early recovery, and here we're peeling back these, you know, layers of the onion, trying to get to the underneath here. You know, what's it going to take to keep you motivated to not use drugs, stay in recovery, do the next right thing? You know, even though we're just a recovery center, we're a hell of a recovery center. Yes, you and, are. And we can, we can get you in front of some more skilled professionals to help you deal with this. So the longer you stay here, that's what a lot of people don't realize. The more you stay here, the more we can get you linked and connected and start working on some of these things. Cause the last thing we want to see either one of you do is, is a relapse, but B you don't have to take responsibility for the shit that happened to you as a kid. That ain't your responsibility, mm -hmm. man, you know? So, but there's a big gap between the trauma and the adult age you are right now. And there's so much shit in between we got to work on. So I'm inspired. You know what I mean? You, you give me hope. So I always ask the folks, like right before you got to mix in, I'm thinking, maybe. I thought I was going to die. I was out there doing so much crack. And I got to a point before I got here, I was walking on the streets. I've never been homeless. And I felt like I was the lowest that I could go. And actually, uh, a friend of mine brought me here. I was strung out when I got here, and I didn't think I was going to want to be here. But y'all gave me, y'all made me be reborn. It ain't so bad here. I mean, good no. Lord. You, you in the Delrose house, right? Y'all help. Yes, sir. Now, now, yesterday, I said Delrose house was the worst house we had. And the girls <laughs> came to me today and gave me shit. They said, what are you talking about? We're the best house. I felt kind of bad about well, that. Well, you know, I was just saying that, Jocelyn, you know. I, mean, I didn't really yeah. mean it. Y'all a great house, man. It, 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 in case the Delrose girls listens today, that's the best house I've ever seen. So yeah. within 24 hours, see how good things can get so fast, you know. Yeah. So. Don't ease up on me. I'm just, you know, being me. Hey, I like you. I know you do. You got a pretty smile, too. I love it when you, you smile, man, because you don't smile all the time. No, sometimes I'll be in my feelings. So right before you got here, you didn't know you were coming here. Somebody went and tracked you down. and I knew I was coming, but I was trying to run away from getting my help. But then something hit me and was like, go ahead. How, how do you navigate smoking crack during COVID-19? Ain't that, like, difficult or is it? I don't know. I never really thought about that. Yeah, the crack man still there, wasn't he? He was still Drug pushing. Drug still there. Did, still he have a did he have a mask on? Any nope. Pee -pee? nope. <laughs> and, and, and God bless. Y'all didn't have Thank the you. mask up to go get none either. No, we ain't had to have. Hey, they still going to make that money regardless. That's right. Yeah, I think addiction getting getting worse myself. Yes. You know what I mean? So It's sad. You know, it ain't it ain't easy out there. Now, now. Stud, you getting ready to sneeze again? Yeah, I was about to. We well, go ahead and take a <laughs> sneeze break if you need to. Nah, okay. Might be cold when you blow that shit on me. Nah, that's all good. You good? I think I already had it. Be honest with you, but you never know. I think the pod I was in had it. Yeah, there you go. You were in the pod. You were in jail in a pod, and they had COVID in it. I think so, because it was yeah. a point like a couple weeks before the outbreak where we all got sick. Yeah. How long you been here? In McShin, uh, three weeks probably. Now you were in the McShin pod up there, right? Yeah. The recovery pod at yeah. RSW. Yeah. 
and then you, you have some old timers in there kind of tell you to just slow down and take advantage of going to McShin, right? Yeah, because my original plan wasn't to come to McShin. It was to go to New Jersey. Go back home. Get back in the gang. Yeah, man, do what I do. But I, but see, I, everybody listening, I'm trying to tell Juan, you're in a gang down here, the McShin gang, the recovery yep, gang. Best We're, gang you ever been. I mean, there's no gang better than the recovery gang. Wait till you, wait till you really get a little, a little time in recovery and you realize there's a great big world out there in recovery. <laughs> and, you know, y'all are coming in during COVID. So you don't even know what it's like to walk into a 12-step meeting with 200 people and, you know, clapping and cheering and hugging and oh, wow. or going to a convention with, you know, 10,000 people at it or or the, the pool parties, the cookouts, the campouts, the New Year's Eve events, all the, the celebrations. I mean, so y'all are, y'all are in here getting it done, but but it's almost like you're in a holding pattern until you get that real hope hope shot, that real vision of hope, you know, that real lighthouse out there. Can't so, wait for it. Well, I, I hope you hang in here no matter what and get there. I've actually played my first week, and my day, my 28 days over is on the ninth. And I done paid my first week towards oh, my good, next month. Good for you. So you're paying bed fees now. Yes, sir. Absolutely, man. I'm well, not giving up. I, you know what? If I, if I was a newcomer live, living the dream in early recovery like y'all are, I would definitely keep an open mind and staying as long as they, they let me and tolerate me. So, Juan, when you when you went from the jail to here, what were you thinking on the ride down? Um, Why the fuck am I going down here? <laughs> why not, man? Um, so, let, well, let me answer the question, though. I think the answer is you knew where you were going to go if you went back to New Jersey, what that was going to look like. Yeah. So you were going to some place that you didn't know what it looked like, but you were going on faith from a hope deal that gave you a hope shot and a vision of what it might look like. Pretty much. So you were following the vision of hope. Yeah. Presented by a hope dealer. Yeah. So see, that's how this works, man. That's what the world needs to know. That's why it's so important to have recovery people inside our correctional institutions, giving that hope shot and a pathway to what's next. You know, it's nothing worse than, than seeing all these hearts and minds shine in a correctional institution. And then when it, their time is up, they got nowhere to go. Yeah. So that reentry to that recovery community center, I think that's just a big, big deal. Do you think that was a big deal, Juan? Uh, yeah, for me it was because my options was go back to what you know or go back to the gang life, the gang world. Probably, you know, you, you know, you can't go back there and not be expected to get to work. There ain't nothing free. Yeah. And, and when you get to work in a gang, it usually involves doing something, you know, going to get you in trouble. I do it. Uh, no, I say that. Yeah, I know, I know how it works. Worst thing we make you do is make your bed and do chores, right? Yeah. Yeah, that sucks, don't it? Not really. Not, I mean, it's something you, I did in jail, so. You, you liked it? You were used to it? Yeah. So how was RSW as the jail goes? I mean, as far as the jails I've been, it's probably the nicest one, I guess. They're a little nicer down here than up in New Jersey. In some areas, they was. Yeah, you don't have much freedom, though. They lock you down up there, don't they? Um, you were in open pod. No, I was. I came into the McShin pod when it was the McShin pod before they moved it to the uh, open dorm one. Um, but as far as freedom, I think eh, kind of a little bit more. Um, because they did lock you down every couple hours, you know. What I mean, just on and off right. the clockwork, but I guess it's just for count, right? But I mean, other than that, I mean, everything else was, was better, you know. I mean, food right. was better. So, Mimi, you, you came to McShin your first few days here. What was it like? I didn't know what to expect, like, I didn't know what group would be like, I didn't know how the people would be like. Um, but then all of a sudden, I just got a grasp of air, like, I felt relieved. 
I, I felt like I could make something of myself. You felt safe. A, I, a nice, safe, secure safe. environment. Yes. You know, you, you got a good herd. We got good herd, bad herd, and Most no definitely. herd. That's why we say get in the herd, man. Get in the good herd. <laughs> I see you hanging out in Jillian's office all the time. And, yeah, I talk a lot when things get on my mind instead of being mad and looking well, sad, you know. But the most thing that and I enjoyed is when I got to your group the first day. And my I was group? Like, yeah. That's the, mo that's the first most thing you I was enjoyed? Like, he talk a lot of shit. Who, like who the hell is that guy, man? <laughs> Should he be saying that? <laughs> yeah, I was like, hmm. I was like, but you make me feel comfortable. You make me feel laid back. I, I keep didn't. it real, man. I'm a reality guy. If you can't keep it real with me, then, hey, I can't get you. you know, I catch a lot of shit from my persona you know what i mean but it's like look man i gotta stay in character to reach these kids when they come in here no food no fun yeah so i mean you know i think i don't know why i'm one so happy my first group i mean i didn't like you when i first saw you of course not most people hate me when they first <laughs> see me man it's probably don't like me much better than that i mean you all right man. Oh, i'm all right now <laughs> that's a hell of a compliment if anybody knows why that's that's like the golden compliment right there. Like me compliment my wife on her meatloaf. It's all right. <laughs> He's really matured a lot. Good, too. good as shit, man. Yeah, I'm proud of him. What? Yes. Oh, I'm just, I'm inspired every day I come in here and he's still here, you know. <laughs> Not sleep. Because 20, 21, that's a young age, man. You know, I was 23 when I got clean. And I was I was prepared at 21. I just didn't have a hope deal to come. So when the pupil's ready, the teacher appeared. And that teacher appeared to you at 21. So... You you meet Cricket up there, right? Yeah, Cricket. I mean, I didn't really conversate with Cricket too much, but Cricket reached somebody else, and that person reached me. So there you Cricket. go. Oh, Cricket's a slick one, man. He, <laughs> he see an opportunity, he jump on it. Yes, he does. Yeah. So after your first week here, you were all settled in. What what, what were you starting to see, Mimi? I was starting to see that um, I am somebody. I never put a thought and care into myself. You know, I, I started listening to people's stories. I started learning that, you know, just because I've had a hard life, other people have too. And I started opening up because I've always been closed into my little hole. Mm -hmm. And actually, you showed me how to open up. Well, I will open up a hole now. I, I may not, I might pull some real trauma shit out of it. I don't know what to do with it <laughs> once I get it out, but I can definitely open you yeah, up. Yeah, you got me to talking. Well, you were singing, man. I mean, you hell of a singer. <laughs> yes, I am. You, well, I think I am. I think you're a good singer. You're a gospel singer. Yes, sir. You're a good Christian girl, right? I grew up in church. Grew up in church. That's a big deal for you. Yes, yes. I, I love church. I, I lost my way, but being yes, here, I, I'm getting it back. You're back now. Yes. Now, you, you, were, you were singing a little chord before we got started. <laughs> you, you put you, me on spot. Yeah. <laughs> Let, 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 let sing a quick chord. Let, let the listeners know what we're working with here. Y'all enjoy this. Change me, oh God. Make me more like you. Change me, oh God. Wash me through and through. Just create me. A clear so that I may worship you. Man, that's awesome. I got a little chills on mom when you start singing like that. I'm gonna give you my, my funeral song. You'll sing in my funeral if, if, if most definitely if you outlive me, all right. 
All right. I, that's 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 a goal. I'm gonna outlive John, man. <laughs> Shouldn't be hard. <laughs> so so but I remember the first time I had you jump up singing, you said you could sing, man. You were scared, knees were knocking. I was scared to death. And then I probably give you shit because you know you might have missed a, a beat or something. Yeah. You know. He told me, you said, and you sound good, but you can do better. Yeah, I, I know you can do better, man. Oh, Betty, she loves your singing. There. Hey, Thank Sarah. you, Miss Betty. Hey, Debbie. Anyway, so. Juan, you got any talents besides gang banging, drug dealing, shooting, robbing, falling asleep in uh, stolen cars? <laughs> I sleep pretty good. <laughs> um, I draw and I write. That's about it. That's but right. You just said you just said you draw. You gotta draw me something, man. I like I like art, man. I'm I'm an artist. I, I work so you work something up. Yeah. up. Do, what 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 do you like to draw? Your favorite kind of stuff? Um, I'm liking to fantasy art, I guess. Fantasy. Yeah. Character, you yeah. do character. I do. I mean, I've built, made my own characters, and I draw them. You know. There I mean? you go. Well, good for you. you. Got any art supplies? No. Tell you what, I'll take you. We'll go when we get them, man. We'll go to the art store. We'll buy some art supplies, and you can pay me back by maybe doing a nice, cool piece for McSan or something. All right, I got you. I could do that. There you go. That's easy to do. So how how's the living conditions in the houses? Oh, I'm always cleaning. I'm a clean freak. My mom, I was born and raised clean. <laughs> so it's a nice, clean house. Yes, sir. Keep beautiful it clean home. all the time. Beautiful home. Mm -hmm. Comfortable. The food's good. Yeah, I cook all the time, too. You Man, should come over and get a plate. We got, you know, maybe I will, but I know like Nathan, for example, that guy every night he's putting pictures up on Facebook on what they're cooking over at the Sunnybrook house, man. Wow. I need to go over there and eat. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, How's it over at Scott's house? You're in Scott's house, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty good over there. Uh, we got two resident chefs. Two resident chefs. Y'all yeah, hear yeah, that? We got, we got two, resident two resident chefs. chefs. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't cook, but I can't follow the directions, so I don't know. I think right. that's good enough. They, hey, they're not paid chefs, by the way. They're the participants <laughs> that, that think they chefs, man. Yeah, they, they, I think they good, you feel me? I don't, I don't eat too many people's food, especially if I don't know them, but right. I eat their food yeah. eight times out of ten. There you go. So that's pretty good. I'm not that picky, as you can tell. There ain't much I don't eat. I never got into pig feed, though. It's I too, too bristling, man. I, I mean, don't eat pork. I, mean, I like I like oxtails and you know a lot of shit, but the pigs feed just the gristling, man. Ain't no meat on them. Yeah. I, mean, I used to eat them when I was younger though. Yeah. Well, I grew up on cow parts. I'm, we were a poor family, ten of us, you know, kidneys, livers, cow tongue, stuff like that. I didn't have a steak when I was sixteen. I know, man. I was a late bloomer. <laughs> so at uh y'all do a ten step meeting at the houses, right? Each yeah, night. Every night, six. How's that? Um I like it because, you know, honestly, before I started, you know, opening up Open here. up in group here. Yeah, was, you, you learn to open up in the house. Yeah, you're around a group of people that, you know I mean, I'm comfortable with. Yeah, for those listening, every night, we they do a 10-step uh, meeting every night in our program house. They're supposed to do them in all the houses, but we make them do them in the program houses. So, like, at 9, 10 o'clock at night, you know, nobody goes to bed with the resentment or you share about your day. And we got fire pit over at Scott's house, right? So y'all, yeah, we got one too. Y'all, y'all burn it any? Yes, I burn, burn it all. Do you? Yes. Damn, I never heard of y'all complaining about a wood shortage, but but Scott house, they burned through some wood. Oh over yeah, there. we did. We, we get low like wood. Eight pallets yeah. on a uh, fire pit the other night. Yeah, yeah, got eight, eight pallets. Yeah. yeah, that's bullshit. You ain't supposed <laughs> to put eight pallets. Not only that, a pallet is for the kindling to start the wood fire. 
Hey, man, I never started you got a pyromaniac over there. Y'all let that <laughs> shit happen. You can love to get away with it. We do a lot of stuff with that part. I love it. So when you come over the group, what are the groups like? What What are your thoughts about the groups? Uh, some of the groups are, to me, some of them are a little bit. Some of them suck. Some of them are good. Yeah, I didn't want to say it. I mean, that. without the rehab, <laughs> I remember some groups are great. Some yeah. groups are, what's this all about? So I get it, man. I mean. Yeah. As long as you get a good sleep and wake up refreshed, then you can stick through the group. But if it gets real boring, then yeah. Know. But remember, it's it's hard to go from ripping and running day yeah. in and day out, and all of a sudden you're in a controlled environment. You get a little, little direction in your life, and, and and think of the brain stimulation. Think what it's like to be ripping and running, addicted to crack. What your brain energy is like, and then yeah. all of a sudden you're in recovery. And like the switch, you, you're switching gears, and now you're in a in a recovery intel mode, you know. So yeah, you know that that's a big shift. It is because your mind is totally on nothing but just getting your fix, getting right, your fix. And right. now you're sitting down listening to somebody seven days a week, and you can't leave. And if you leave, you know you. You're missing trouble. out on something. Yeah, you don't want to run out of there. Why why you want to give up a, a Twinkie for a shit sandwich? You know, it just don't make sense. <laughs> I love how you say that. And, uh, and wine, you went from a jail environment to a recovery environment. You've been here how long? Three now? weeks. Three weeks. It's your third week here. Yeah. And um, so how would you would the transition go? It took you a minute to warm up, but you did okay. Yeah, because you know, my brain was always on go. Now I just had to hit the brakes, you know what I mean? Right, stop it. That sounds like Moses talking to you. Hit the brakes. Yeah, Moses says that a lot when we talk. Yeah, hit the brake. Moses is <laughs> a bomb, man. That's what it is, though. It really now you've been to you've been in a lot of institutions, a lot of foster homes, you've been to a lot of places for, for a young man. You, you know, how do you compare all those places you've been to to being in a recovery residence? Um, I think honestly, like when I I feel like all of those places kind of build me to resist places like this, but I think uh, really it's, it's the people that make the biggest difference. You know what I mean? Cause I kind of came with the mentality a little bit that it was going to be just like every other one. You know what I mean? And I look for all the, like the little negative behaviors right. so that I could kind of, is this like all the other places you've been? Nah, not, not. I've never been in actual like in-house recovery. Like, I I've realize been, that, but compared to all the other places you've been, this can't be nothing like nah, it. Nah, not at all. Not at all. Definitely different. More intensive, you know what I mean? It's more attention. Definitely more accountability, you know what I mean? If I skate off for any amount of time, I would, as soon as I go back, where was you at? What was you doing? People will come looking for you. You know, that type oh, of stuff. Oh, hell yeah. Have you ever noticed somebody getting high since you've been here? Um, I haven't seen it firsthand. But you heard about it? Yeah. We're the first to know, man. It's like lightning, you know? You ain't gonna come around here messing up. Not mm. everybody know right away. You you probably seen it, right, Mimi? Yeah, I've seen it and wondered why. Well, the point is, you ain't getting high around here. If you're going to go back to recovery, I was thinking you're going to go back high. If you don't bring enough for everybody, you're busted. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, so it's just the way we work. Steph, hey, Steph, uh, how how can we volunteer for some groups? I just called you. I see her, Jill, man. I mean, we're, we're doing a slow open right now. So our groups are starting to come back here at night. Uh, I'm you know, talking to Steph's question. And uh, this Friday, we go back to 50% a week from Wednesday. Great. Uh, this we a week from tonight, we're going to start doing our family night again here. We'll we had women's group last night. Y'all never been to a family night here yet. No. 
so we can have our family up here? On Wednesday nights, they can come on Wednesdays. We're going to meet in the big sanctuary. Okay. Each house gets their own row, their own pew. We'll have a, a gap in between pews. And then the family members can spread out in the back. You know, they got to wear a mask. They got to be compliant with the governor's protocol. Okay. But but the sanctuary seats 800 people. So So it'll be next week? Next Wednesday. We're starting a week from the night. Family. I have to let my mother know. Yep. So absolutely. And uh, I guess Moses still be doing the family group afterwards. I'm not sure what that's going to look like next Wednesday. Okay. We'll have to, we'll have to, he, I know he's doing it through Zooms, but I don't, I don't think he'll come here. So I don't know. We'll figure that out. Okay. So what's the worst thing happened to you since you've been here, Juan? Besides me making you wake up and stand up during group. I mean, I really can't say anything bad happened to me. I mean, I've had to, I guess, be sharing some stuff has been pretty, uh, Difficult, but that's probably it. It's hard to share, man. I'm the worst share there is, especially <laughs> as a newcomer. Who wants to share that shit? It hurts. That's why I kept using it. Yeah. It's damn difficult. The um now you've seen a couple kids come and go, right? You've heard the Yeah. You got I don't yeah. want to mention names because we're yeah on live here, but what did you think about that? Uh just kind of unexpected, you know. What I mean, it kind of shows um because as far as I seen him, I thought it was fine. You know, I mean, doing good, and right. then just just like that. Was, I mean, a flip of the switch, I mean, just like that. And it wasn't I, just one. That's how it usually happens, man. You know, the first twenty eight days, it's weird, man. The first four, five, six weeks, it's flip of the switch. But if you can make it ninety days, four months, five months, then it's a job, money, or a relationship. You know, you, you usually get a week or two warning, and mm-hmm. you know, you, you get agitated for a while. So, what's the worst thing happened to you since you've been here, Mimi? I haven't had anything bad happen to me. Been all good. Everything's been good. I've actually learned how to let something work for me. I've always fought against everything because I I thought I was big and bad and I could control my life, but obviously I could. So what are your what are your hopes and dreams, Juan? What do you what do you, I mean? You're 21. You got to be thinking of some things. Um. Well, for the first time, I actually am thinking. You know, what I mean. Which is a good and a bad thing because I'm thinking about a lot of stuff that I don't want to think about. Yeah, you told me the other day you didn't think you'd live till 21. Yeah, I never thought I would. And now I'm here and it's just like I'm about to be 22 soon. So I'm just like, you know. But I had a dream, you know, back in the day. Kind of buried it, you know what I mean, with all the stuff that I was doing. But I really would like to, you know, join the military. That's kind of something that I'm looking into, you know what I mean, trying to figure out. What do you think? I mean, give me a clue here. Um, like, What do you mean? Huh? Well, I mean, where, you know, what do you might want to try for a career or something? Um, military in a career. Career military. in the military, yeah. Well, I, I'm sure you can at least get to be a military contractor. You know, as long as I'm doing something where I can feel like I'm a part of something, that's what I want to do. Well, you definitely got warrior spirit, so military be glad to get you if we can, if we can get past your record. I told you I would help you. If you stay clean, you know, get an anniversary, recovery anniversary, doing everything right, I can definitely get you in front of the right people that might, you know, help make a difference. So, yeah. Unfortunately, America frowned upon criminal records. Yeah. Even though the greatest war of all time, World War II, was fought by, you know, a lot of guys with records. They didn't matter who they took. You know what I mean? They, yeah. And up until the Vietnam War, the military was the best place to go for troubled youth, you know? And, Turn most of them around, but 
Wow. Some bureaucrat, some politician got to, you know, decided we don't want to help our troubled youth and give them a military opportunity. So we'll just cut them off completely. I wonder why they won't do that now. Because they're idiots. That's the way I see it. Like, yeah. Yeah, you don't hit a chord with me on that one. Cause... I couldn't join the army because of my record, too. Yeah, mine was just a tattoo on my hand. I joined, I joined the Marine Corps in, in 1980. January 16, 1980, I'm basically homeless, screwed up. Borderline derelict, no money, nowhere to go, freshly pissed in pants. I didn't know what the hell I was going to do with myself. And I'm in front of a recruiting sign, Navy recruiting poster. It's not just a job, it's an adventure. And this is wow. on Wednesday, January 16th. You with me? On, on Friday, January 18th, I'm in Marine Corps boot camp. So back in those days, you could you could be a screw-up. Enlist in the military and be shipped out all within 48 hours. Dang. And look how it turned out for me. Best thing ever happened to me. Changed your whole life. I mean, the, the Marine Corps finally captured me, sent me to rehab, got my head right, got my thinking straight. And uh, the contribution I, I know I've been able to make to our community since then is just off the chart, you know. So, and I just think it's a shame that our government found a way to take that off the table. And, yeah. that, and that and half my platoon in the Marine Corps was I just like that. Go. I wanted to go so bad. My dad did 38 years in the Army. Yeah, wow. And I was so disappointed that I messed up so bad that I couldn't go. It would have changed my life. It would have redirected the things that well, the I next, did. The next big war come along, they might change all the rules. So <laughs> looks like the way things are. What do y'all think of the current current events taking place in America? It's a shame. Uh, I know a lot of things people feel a lot of different ways about, but you got to go about it a different way. Just retaliating and burning people's stuff up, that's not protesting. That's just making more chaos for everybody else. You know, you got you guys are coming into recovery at a very historical time. You know, you're bad enough we got COVID-19 going on. And so a lot of the uh, newcomer resources, you might say, aren't available, even though here at McShen, we definitely made chicken salad out of chicken shit. I'm proud of that. <laughs> but then you then you got the civil unrest, and now we got this impending national debt then coming. So, I mean, you know, don't let that discourage you from your recovery now. I mean. No. You can't turn your back on yourself. That's right. Just because things go upside down. You put your recovery first, everything will follow follow suit. Juan, what do you think about the current situation? I mean, for real, I don't really think about that so much. I'm an internal person, you know what I mean? That's kind of one of my issues, but what happens out there is right. not something I think about too much. Well, just focus on what you're doing about your recovery for today. Those things will work themselves out. I'm sure they will. They always do, you know, as far as crisis and stuff goes. So. Yeah. But it's just sad. Now, McShen overall, staff, participants, facilitators, the buildings, you know, how would you grade it? Scale of one to ten, ten being good. I give y'all five. You give me a five? Yeah. Mimi was getting ready to say something else. I was about to say an eight. An eight? Because y'all developing more. Y'all making it look beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We put that memorial so, guard, then we're doing painting beautiful. floors. Yeah, the building was built in 1923. The house was built in 1950. But why we get a five, man? I mean, I don't like some of y'all. I could appreciate I, that, I don't give I like the program, you know what I mean? I just don't like some of the stuff. Yeah, I don't like everybody. I never liked everybody. I mean, I might love everybody, but then if I like them all. 
You know, top of that, I'm not even experiencing the full thing yet. I'm, no, you ain't. I'm, at the, I'm just y'all dangling the carrot in front of me, but I ain't got the carrot yet. <laughs> you, ain't, you took a bite at that carrot. A little bite. You, you, know you up and hear that microphone right now. Yeah, but I want more. You know what I mean? You're greedy. I am greedy. It's a selfish program, selfish disease. I am greedy. Definitely am. Well, you could rise, rise to the level I think you can to. Hell, you have your own recovery community center one day. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Yeah, it, well, it, what, what would you change around here? Um, top couple things. Damn. What do you mean, damn? Here you are complaining. You don't even know what you're complaining I mean, I'm about. I'm good at complaining. Sound like a woman now. No. Uh, <laughs> That's I mean, a joke, lady. Don't take that personal. Right? I can't really even say what I would change. Well, all right. You, you, you give us. Because I can't change people. You're, you're telling us we're in the middle. What? What? Well, I don't want to call people out. You can call me out, though, for sure. I mean, if I wanted to call you out, I'd say something. Yeah, but don't call the other ones out. They ain't here to defend themselves. Yeah. You can talk to me later about them. So, mean, you, so you would only change some of the people. Is, yeah. it, is it the participants, the staff, the visitors? Um, a mix little of, bit of everything? Particip- a little bit. Of, not visitors. I ain't had no problem with no visitors. Right, visitors are cool. You know, Because I'm the type of person, I, I see a lot of things, you know what I mean? I'm very observant, I guess. So we get a 10 on visitors. 10 on visitors. What about participants? Nine. Eight. Eight, eight, eight on participants. Yeah. So it's the staff is where the five comes yeah. in. Well, good <laughs> Lord, we, we do the best we can. Yeah, you know what it's like getting into this arena every day? And I'm, I'm probably speaking for everybody. You know how hard it is to deal with 126 wands and Mimi single day, it's man? There's only but one wand. And I think I'm the easiest person to, to, to deal with here. You are you are very easy. You write about that, but what you're what you're difficult at is getting to share and talk and get out your shell and what what is Juan really thinking? That's that's why I give them a ten because they the reason why I brought them. Not because of y'all, you right. know what I mean? Who's they? My my fellow recovering addicts. I'm always yeah. on the your people, tail. The people in my house, you know what I mean? With peer to peer, it's different when you you hear shit from nine to five, and when that shit comes home with you, then you just like ah damn. That's right. So it means more coming from your peers. Yeah. Exactly. Wait, you go love Wednesday night, man. We do closed ballot votes, man. We get a whole house together and, and have them do a closed ballot. Okay, who's the one that needs the most help? I won't be. <laughs> who's the one that ain't getting? Huh? I ain't gonna be on there. <laughs> you may not be the one that need the most. You might get the. We call. We ask the question: Who's the best pair in the house? You might win that. I bet you would actually. You think I could? You kind of strike me as a bit of a snake charmer from time to time. Snake charmer. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have the urban dictionary of that one. You know what man. I do like about Virginia? I like the way I talk. Yeah, we do talk funny then. Especially man. cricket. I like the way cricket talk. Cricket. We name my name cricket right there on the tell you go like like what he's got to <laughs> say, man. So so anything, any other clues on what you ain't liking and why we get a five? I mean, it's pretty much just the people. I mean, y'all people. It's just people. Certain yeah. people. Certain people. Yeah. Well, I'll get names later. Yeah, the house is good. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. For the most part, hey, but let me tell you about them people. You will have an opportunity to be one of them people one day. And I'll make sure I'm not them people. There you go. So you can be the change you want to see. You know who said that? No, uh, well, a lot of people said it, but I think Mahatma Gandhi said it somewhere along the line. But I'm sure it goes back to the turn of, you know, when man first quoting stuff, you know. But anytime you see something you don't like, and you want change, you be the change you want to see. Mm-hmm. You know that that that's a great tip for life. Because I'm the change I want to see. Older people always told me that, and I never listened. Now I'm a handicap big time because of my shortcomings, my DNA, the way I was wired. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to undo some of that wire. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. My thing is when I see someone like I just skirt. I avoid. That's what I do. You know. You That's why around. certain people I just want to talk to. Avoid and mm-hmm. always gonna be there. Man, I had an old sponsor tell me one time, he said, you see something in somebody you don't like, you get real close to that person, find out exactly what it is about that person you don't like. And most of the time, it was me looking back, you know, looking back at me. You know, most of the time, anything I don't like in somebody, I realize they got a shortcoming I don't like, and I got the same shortcoming hmm. in most cases. But now that I'm seasoned, I know the difference now. But as a newcomer, Man, I always encourage folks, you know, something you don't like in some way, go go get close to that person. Find out what that is. You try that. See if that five don't bump up to about a seven and a half before you leave here. I see. What else you you don't want to talk about? We got we got a little time here. I was just sitting here thinking that you know how you always tell all of us be able to buy your own toilet paper. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's one of my lectures I give for those listening. A lot of times, an addict, a newcomer, they get so unmanageable. They, they, by the time they get in recovery, they got nothing. And one of the first goals in life is to is to get something. And and you know, I think buying your own toilet paper is a big start. You know what yeah. I mean? And I know that sounds a little crude to some of y'all, but it, it gets them thinking. Because next thing you know, you got to buy your own cigarettes, yeah, buy your own cell phone. Oh, and then then. Before long, you want more things than what somebody's giving you, and then you got to realize I need a job. And then once you get a job, and the money goes, you want you want more job. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, a short period of time will go by, and you have excess of money. Then you get to save some. I just got me a job too. Great, congratulations! Yes, Where Seven Eleven. Man, I love Seven Eleven. I was working and got a job. <laughs> Good for you, man. I would love to get a job. You're going to get one real soon because you're job material. I applied a couple places. Where'd you apply? Um, right house? No, nah, I know damn well I ain't going to get this job, <laughs> but it's uh armed security guard. Yeah, armed security guard. And then and I, I just you're, applied. Are you a felon? Or, yeah. you, you can't carry a gun. I, mean, I still try just in case. I don't know. Man, I, I, I might we, slip through the cracks. I might be the one that slipped through the cracks. <laughs> we we got to talk about that application after the show, man. You work your way up, man. Yeah. But but I like the way you think. Yeah, you never know. L- let me guess. Brinks truck uh, driver. No, 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 no. That won't work. It's uh, I don't know. It was because I was filling out an employment application, and then they said you had to apply for a job. So it was only one, but then I seen a bunch of them. I'm like, eh, I like yeah. that. That looks cool. But all security guards, a lot of them don't carry weapons anyway. Yeah. I applied for actually two, an armed one and an unarmed one. Because the armed one, they said you got to uh, uh, pass a cycle some some tests and then an arm test and then just a bunch of tests you got past so i said yeah, let me just go ahead they got a test see there's an axe murder down in there somewhere yeah. well clearly the test ain't no good because i see a lot of the guards running around out there and oh. they let anybody be a guard they let anybody be a cop that's right i picked up on that as well yeah the so. world is is coming to an end and it's the, the world needs to come together like the my my older generation, I grew up around a lot of older people, and they used to say it takes a village to raise a kid. It's going to take the world to come together for us to get it back to where it needs to be. I agree with that. It, it, one president is not going to do it. It's going to take the people in general. You know, I read a lot, and uh, it, it occurred to me the other day, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off subject matter here a little bit, though. I was doing the math on like our national debt and people, you, you can, uh, you know, say you heard it here first, 
So I'm thinking about all the money our government is incurring national debt, right? And it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Don't seem to be no end to it. Mm -hmm. So I'm calculating what it might look like, you know, 40, 50 years down the road. Because I'm I'm not the dumbest guy you ever run across. I can count and add. But then I watch the global warming charts. You know, what's the world going to look like in 20, 30 years with global warming? Should that turn out to be real and, and, you know, not fake? Mm -hmm. And it seems to me the the global warming is going to have a great you know, bigger impact and effect on the world than the national debt. So I I think Washington's solution to the national debt is just hang in as long as you can and let the world take care of it. Yeah, we need to live. Well, apparently not. I want to. (laughs) Nobody nobody else. Mm. (laughs) But I guess uh, a a while ago I acted like I didn't want to live. Now, Steph is giving you a shout-out. Small goals first. I've been clean two years, and I'm about to buy my own house for me and for my kids. Congratulations. Stick to the path, and success comes. Great job, Steph. So proud of you, man. You can read that from over here? Barely. I got trifocals on. It does help. (laughs) So what else we got, gang? You're both fairly new in recovery. You're moving right along. Life is good. You're motivated. You're uplifted. You got hope. I think I might have found me a sponsor. Mm. I haven't started the show with that the 12 steps yet, but I'm working on it. So you excited about that? Uh, not really. Because apparently really. they're not supposed to be a friend, they're supposed to be a sponsor. So but, but but now think about it. Since you've been here, you heard a lot of people talk. You see a lot of people with a lot of things that you probably want. And you must have heard the gateway to these blessings might be through step work and sponsorship. Yeah. It's, we're prize oriented. I get it. Because the, the, the 12 step is about, you know, opening up stuff that, you know what I mean, you might have tried to cover up with drugs, and that's really what I did. So I Totally get it. Well, that's exciting, man, because your best relationship will probably be your sponsor. And if you think back on all the relationships you had in your life, who your best ones were, and to think you ain't had your best relationship yet. And, and my sponsor, man, my, you know, I've had three over 38 years, but one of them I've had for over about 35 years. And they they just all been superb, man. You're going to love step work. You're going to love sponsorship. You're going to love being clean. I promise you. I need to find a sponsor. Oh, they out there. They got got plenty of good quality female sponsors out there. I ain't asking yet, though. Well, you have to get up the courage to ask. Worst thing they do is say no. It's kind of like a drug deal. They ask them, you know, (laughs) find out who's got the good shit, ask them for it, and Okay. If they tell you no, you go on to the next one. You know what I mean? I'm kind of shy too. Good accident. You real shy. I can tell, man. <laughs> I ain't shy. Just yeah. You quiet. You 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 are a quiet young man. You keep it in. You're right though. Once you start opening up, you ain't shy. You know, you might be a great orator one day. I don't even know what that is. I know you got to look it up. Go to Urban Dictionary, man. It's a great dictionary. Right in there next to Webster. <laughs> so, gang, we had enough. You want more? Hey, I'll stick in as long as you want me to. Uh, what, what's some good closing remarks for people about who you are, your journey, your hopes, your dreams? Hmm. Well, I'm a smart individual that made stupid decisions. But, like I said, being here at McShins has really broadened my perspective of what I want out of life. And I will continue towards that path and hopefully find a sponsor and 
come keep coming. Good girl. I love it. Juan. Uh I don't even know. Uh, I guess I could say, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm a young person, you know what I mean? I guess I, I think, honestly, I caught my addiction earlier than a lot of people. So, you know, I have that to my advantage. But I got to start working on myself because, for me, the problem was myself and I used drugs to cover it up. So right. now I got to work on that. And that's, you know, my thing. Now, how do y'all feel about this little podcast? Think about it. Just the three of us. We're shooting the shit. Talking about recovery stuff. This is cool. I want to do it again. This is like one of the best little groups you can have, ain't it? This is actually something I want to do. I always want to do for the world. I want to go to the youth and just talk to them and try to just stop them from messing up their lives. Yeah, yeah. But, but good, good God, you both had traumatic experiences happen to you. Yeah. I mean, it's like you know, God bless you. You're, you're hope dealers. Hope dealers in the making, man. Y'all, y'all got. And one thing I would say, I want to cut you off. You know, what I mean? one thing I would yeah, say is, cool. um, as far as my trauma go, I didn't really consider it trauma. You know, what I mean, I never really thought about it. I never really felt anything about it. You know, what I mean, I do feel stuff about it. You know, what I mean, but I was numb for a long time. You know, what I mean, even before I started using the drugs, and now it's like I gotta go in there, so I dig it out. So. I guess towards anybody that might be, I don't know, listening or whatever, but, you know, trauma, you know what I mean? You may not see it as trauma, but some stuff that happens, you know, can't be trauma without you even realizing it. Even if you don't feel it, it just might be you numb to it. You know what I mean? So, we we had that conversation. You yeah, tell yeah, them, yeah. I said, well, good Lord, you got a big onion. We're going to feel bad. Yeah. But that ain't going to be my job. I'm yeah. going to be here and cry tears when they crack that onion <laughs> open because onions make you cry, man. <laughs> But I just, yeah. I, I mean, this is one of my favorite groups. Whenever I get new participants and, and we just do one-on-one like this, I just think this is an amazing tool for recovery. It's pretty good. And you'll be able to look back on this. Yeah, I would love to do it again. And you watch this every month, every six months. Every time you pick up a, a marker in your recovery, you watch it. And uh, if you were to make a list of what you wanted to get out of life, get out of recovery, if you, if you stay clean a long time, if you were able to present that list right here now, and every every key tag, let's say you look back, you'll realize you cheated yourself out of so much stuff, man. So, yeah, whatever, oh, you job. got a blue key tag there. Yeah, good man, moving right along. Yeah, well, I'm proud of you guys. When, when I make twelve months, I just want two blue ones so it can equal twelve. They got a special one for that. I don't want that color. I want two blue ones. Glow in the dark. I don't want that one. I want two blue ones. Look, you get what we give you, man. You know, this, this ain't Wands Anonymous. All right? They got protocols. It's the same thing. But you can get two blue ones. I ain't gonna hold you back from that one, man. <laughs> All right, gang. Well, I loved it. I'm, I'm so happy All for right. you guys. I'm proud y'all on the show today, and uh, for the audience tuning in, and showing up. We appreciate you tuning in, showing up. I see Skippy. John, I need you back in Vegas to drop on some of the. Now, I'm coming back. I'm going to be there with Ryan Hampton in uh, August, I believe. So we'll see you out there then. Nancy, good to see you. And Debbie, it's always a pleasure to see you up on here. Gang, we'll see you next time. I just want to remind you this Saturday night when, we, when I do my late night, it's going to be at 8 o'clock instead of 9. I have congressional candidate. Uh, what's her name? Love. Carrie, Lori, Lori, right? Lori Russo. Yeah. Todd's over there laughing at me, man. I got so many well, names you, going you through just, my You just sprung it on me like this morning. So I didn't right, know right. Name, right. But uh, she's running in the fifth. Uh, she got a little family story to tell. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, uh, Friday night ago with Frank and Alex, I guess. Uh, we got honesty tomorrow. 
Or you don't know yet? Well, you're springing that one on me, too, uh, so I guess I'll find out after we get out of here. So. All right, but anyway, y'all just stay close to the McShen Facebook page. we got a lot of great live feeds coming up, a lot of good content, and uh, we're so glad you tuned in. Um, we love you guys, and more later. Thank you very much. Skirt.